not a video, not a phone call. Those actually involve human beings. This is a virtual interview where you're going to talk to your computer screen. These are the things that will convey you. And somebody's going to be excited to say, you should check this person out. They did a really good job in this process. This is the Work in Sports Podcast. Here's VP of Content and Engage Learning at WorkinSports.com, Brian Clapp. I'm going to get right into our topic today. And then after I share some amazing knowledge, I'm also going to highlight three incredible sports jobs from some amazing sports employers, including our friends over at Van Wagner. So first, let's get into today's question. Question comes in from Colby in Phoenix. Hello, Colby. Hi, Brian. I am interviewing like crazy lately. It has been awesome, and I'm excited where this journey may lead me. I am so appreciative of the help you provide with interviewing advice. But something came up last week I was not prepared for. A virtual interview. Not a video interview with a person. A virtual interview with me just talking at my screen. This was hard. I'm worried this will come up again. Any advice? Colby, this is a great topic. I'm glad you brought it up. I really thought I had covered this before and that we had a question on this before, but I went back through the last year of episodes and discovered I have not discussed this. I speak in a lot of colleges and universities across the country, and I bring this topic up a lot. So I think I may have discussed it there and assumed it was something we did on the podcast. So I'm, I'm glad you brought this out. So let's talk about it. I strongly believe the interviewing part of the hiring cycle is the most important part, right? I think uh, you can have the right experience. Your resume can be on point. You can be matched with what the market demands are. You can have a network that is flourishing. You can do all of these things right. You get noticed for your application. You get called in for an interview. Everything's working perfectly, But the interview is the final 10 yards of your race. And if you don't nail that part, somebody else passes you. You could have done everything right to that point. You could have done 90% of everything right. But if you don't get that last bit done and mastered, somebody else passes you, you're back at the start again. So you got to nail that moment. I've covered a lot of aspects of this process. Phone interviews, video interviews, common interview questions, following up, researching, first impressions, group interviews. I mean, on and on and on. Because I think this process and that part of it is so important. Now, you can find all of our interviewing-related content with ease. In fact, I'm going to create a custom playlist and embed it in the show notes of this episode with all of our interviewing content so you can look through it all. All those topics I just talked about, we're going to create that for you. Actually, check that. My man, Chad, is going to do that for you. Uh, He's on our team. He's amazing. Hi, Chad. Love your work. But this virtual interviewing process, it is nuts. I don't love it. But in talking to others, I'm starting to understand why this happens in the process. So let's get into what it is before we really dive into the strategy behind it. Imagine your excitement when you get an email from a sports employer saying, hey, we're interested in interviewing you. Awesome. You open the email, there's an invitation to connect a virtual interview. A virtual what, you say? Yes, a virtual interview. Not a video, not a phone call. Those actually involve human beings. This is a virtual interview where you're going to talk to your computer screen. You're going to look directly into your webcam and you're going to answer a question. You're provided a link. You click through, 
And the screen will say something like, describe a work-related achievement you are proud of, talk about what you had to accomplish, and how you did it. Click here to record. You have 45 seconds maximum. You do that. Interview's complete. Thanks for playing. That's a virtual interview. It's not 20 questions. It's not a person. That's it. Interview over. Congratulations, I think. Okay, so on first glance, I hate this concept. I hate it. Because to me, again, when you're hiring, you're hiring a person. You want to get to know that person. You want to get to understand that person. You want to start to connect with that person. And you can't do that in this kind of a setting. Furthermore, if you're using this as a weeding out tool to narrow down your list of who are those viable candidates you want to consider for next phase, you could be leaving some really good people out because they're maybe not great at talking to their webcam. I know executives that are not great at talking to their webcam. I know a lot of people that are not comfortable staring into a recording device and just speaking. Okay. It's not a natural thing. I'm doing it right now. It's still not natural, but I'm telling you when you decide to go about it this way, I'm talking to employers. Now you're going to lose some people that are good period. It's going to happen. So before we get into the strategy again, let's explain why these are happening. I called up my buddy, John Ferguson, chief people officer at NASCAR, two-time guest on this show, amazing interview, great guy. And I said, John, I hate these. Why are they happening? And he said, Brian, hate is a very strong word. So John is much more measured than I am. I tend to be more emotional. Uh, but he made some really interesting points. He explained this to me and why it's happening. He said, number one, this format removes bias from the hiring process. Everyone gets the same experience. Every potential candidate gets the same experience. Same prompt, same question, same time frame. There are no follow-ups to one person that maybe another person doesn't get. There's no mood that comes into it. Like, I'm in a good mood today, so you're going to have a better experience. There's no bias that comes out of it. It's literally the same exact process. And every employer is trying to remove bias from their process. Okay, I get that, John. Number two, it's easily scalable. We can reach out to a large number of potential applicants and widen our playing field because we are understanding and bringing people in with great ease. We don't have to have a person scheduling it, manning it on top of it. We can automate some of this process and widen our potential pool. Okay, John, I hear you. Number three, recorded answers can easily be pushed to hiring managers from the HR team. So they can take that little 45 second snippet, they can push it over to a hiring manager and say, hey, you should really check this person out. Resume matches your job description. They really handled this part of the process well, see if they're ready for the next phase. So it can easily be communicated with, with speed with an organization. Okay, I get it. John, love you, mean it. Still don't love the idea though. I still think it's not a great process. We missed the connection. And I think that's so important in hiring, but it is what it is, as Bill Belichick would say. So we got to get to a point where we're talking about the strategy, the tactics. What can you guys do? Because you are probably going to experience this. Number one, don't rush to hit record. You get this email and it says, we want you to conduct this virtual interview. Click this link. And when you land on that page and you see your prompt and you see this big red record button, your instinct a lot of time is to read it once and say to yourself, okay, ready to go, fire it up, let's go. Not the best strategy. Take your time, don't rush through the process. Read the question and really understand the demands of it. So let's go back to the example I gave earlier. Describe a work-related achievement you are proud of, talk about what you had to accomplish and how you did it. There are three objectives in that. 
if you took your time. So if, if you just rushed in and were like, oh, well, yeah, work-related accomplishment, oh, uh, uh, go. And you record and describe your work-related accomplishment, and then 45 seconds is up. You didn't really hit on the brief. You had to talk about what you had to accomplish and how you did it. So making sure you take a little bit of time, you understand what the question is, really think about what are they asking? What are they trying to get at? What are they trying to make sure I deliver here? And then also take, make sure you understand the time frame. Sometimes it'll be 30 seconds. Sometimes it'll be 45 seconds. Sometimes it'll be 60 seconds. The thing you need to know is most of these programs are set up so that once you click the link and you enter this room, this domain, let's say, um, there's no time limit on when you have to hit record. You could sit with that question for a little bit. You could ponder what you want to say. You could practice with your iPhone open so you're seeing the clock and how long you have. You can, before you hit record, okay? Wiggle your mouse every once in a while so you don't go to a screensaver and it doesn't start to like sleep your computer. But you can practice a little bit before you hit record. So get yourself settled. Think about the question. Really try to practice what you would say in your window that you're allotted before you hit record. It's not a race. Take your time to nail this moment, okay? Number two, in my experience, you cannot be prepared for every possible question, right? I mean, how could you possibly be prepared for the ocean of questions they could ask you? But think about this. They're trying to streamline a process. So the questions are going to be a wide angle lens. It's going to be something really broad, like tell us about a work accomplishment. Uh, Tell us about a time you overcame a challenge your top three strengths in the workplace, what words you use to describe yourself. Okay, so it's going to be broad kind of lens things, not going to be something nuanced like, you know, explain to us the marketing life cycle uh, or how, what would be your strategy for content for in 2022 or how would you approach social media? It's not going to be that kind of stuff. It's going to be broader lens about you because this is a first phase kind of weeding out process. So my advice to you, have a story or two, a master story, I like to call them, that can be woven into any scenario. I have a couple of stories in my head that I feel like I can pull out and weave towards almost any question and I can deliver them really well because they're practiced and rehearsed in some ways. So if you have an experience or two from your, um, a story or two from your experience that you've mastered and ready, you can almost fit it into various questions no matter what comes up in that moment. But the more important thing I believe is to study yourself and your experiences before you click this link, you know, before when you're in the interview cycle and you're thinking about jobs and you're applying to jobs, you should really be studying yourself during this process. You want to re-familiarize yourself with those work-related achievements. You want to re-familiarize yourself with those challenges you've faced, things that you've done, experiences you've had so that you can then articulate them in this moment. You don't want to be searching and trying to figure out like, "Eh, is that the best one I can think of? And then 20 minutes later, you're like, oh wait, I totally forgot. I wanted an Emmy once, you know, or something like that. Uh, so, so you got to just remember those things and those things about yourself. Nobody's going to tap you on the shoulder and remind you in this moment. So you have to, you know, really prepare yourself in that fashion. Number three, eye contact. Okay. So now let's think about the actually deliverable. What makes it feel like you're talking to a person? Look at me right now. If you're on our YouTube channel and you're watching this video, I am staring directly into our camera, which feels like I'm talking to you. You talking to me? It's like we're making eye contact. And if I'm looking around instead and I'm not really doing that, you're not making that connection with the other person. Because even though you're recording into a computer, a person is eventually going to be watching it. So make sure you you are looking into your webcam, not down at your screen, and that you are trying to make eye contact because then it feels more like a personal connection. Number four, what are think about it. What are the employers looking for in this environment? Okay. They've 
looked at your resume. They've determined that you can probably do this job. And now they're trying to see you for the first time. So you have to exude confidence, charisma, personality, really dive into what you're saying and how you're delivering it, how to tell a good story then an edited fashion that fits for the time frame. Show some genuine excitement, some passion, some enthusiasm. These are the things that will convey you. And somebody's going to be excited to say, you should check this person out. They did a really good job in this process. Energy, enthusiasm, and a good story to tell can push you through this process, even though it's extremely awkward. Like I said, don't love this process, but if it's going to happen, that's your strategy to nail it. Okay, before I leave you, Colby, good question. Glad we talked about this today. Before I leave you, I do want to highlight three awesome jobs from our workinsports.com job board. 20,481 active jobs and internships on the job board right now. Pretty amazing. Okay, job number one, I'm going to cheat here. It's actually three jobs. So Van Wagner. Van Wagner is one of the biggest names in the sports industry that you may never have heard of because they work behind the scenes with almost every single team, league, and organization in sports and entertainment. They are one of the most connected companies around the globe. So I always tell you, you need to look at opportunities like this because when you go to a company like Van Wagner, the opportunities to grow from within are amazing. Like around the globe, opportunities at all levels, Sometimes these big organizations that have their hands in a lot of different aspects of the sports industry are great places to start out working because the growth is unstoppable. So here's an example. Three cool jobs that Van Wagner has are open right now in college athletics. They have a general manager job open at Valpo Athletics in sponsorships, an account executive at Siena Athletics, okay? Seeing a theme, they work with a lot of different colleges, and an assistant general manager at UTEP. So again, think about that. Van Wagner extremely well-respected organization. They work the best practices in our industry. You go to a place and work there, you're going to learn the best way to do everything. Now, some of these roles, the general manager, the assistant general manager, they're looking for somebody with experience. The account executive, okay, is a good starting place. Prove yourself there. Grow your way up to a GM. Maybe you relocate to another location. You go to a different athletic program, but you're in with this company, able to prove yourself and grow, which is super powerful. Check those out. Job number two, U.S. Athletic Training Center is looking for a certified athletic trainer. Now, this is interesting. We have a lot of kinesiology majors and athletic trainers and, and those types that are in the sports field, not sports management maybe, but kinesiology that are listening to this podcast. So this is the kind of job that could be perfect for you. Ideal position for someone who wants to work with active patients outside a hospital setting. Okay. Good. Their company is looking for a candidate serious about the field, looking for next steps to achieve greater goals, serious background in sports is preferred, right? Sounds like a lot of you could nail that. They're based in New York. Really great opportunity. And job number three, we're going to go back to our theme of college athletics. Washington State University is looking for a graphic designer. Now, I would tell you, if you're interested in graphic design, some of the coolest graphic design work I think happens in college athletics they take on anything. They go after a lot of different things. They get to be super creative. They get to really show some flash in there. Love it. A lot of opportunities there. This job is under the direction of the Associate Director of Athletics for design, branding, and special projects. We work with the athletic department staff as an innovative creator, get this, responsible for conceptualizing, developing, designing, and preparing original, creative graphic design, including page layouts, 
production and management of brand campaign assets, photo manipulation, and typography for various promotional materials to support the department's key goals and initiatives. You get to design a lot of cool stuff. Okay? So, three amazing jobs. Actually, five amazing jobs. I cheated the system this week by doing three from Van Wagner. So, check out our job board at workinsports.com. All the opportunities are there. That's it for today. Coming up on Wednesday, Dr. Chris Brown. This is probably, I'm not going to lie to you, this is probably one of my favorite interviews I've ever conducted. I was nervous going into this one. Dr. Chris Brown is the Senior uh, Associate Athletic Director at the University of Delaware for Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. And for a lot of us, these conversations are so important, diversity, equity, inclusion, but they can be uncomfortable, right? They can be difficult. And going into an interview like this, it's nerve wracking for me too. I've done this a lot. It's still nerve wracking for me, but Chris is one of the most amazing people I've ever talked to. We really hit it off. I really enjoyed this conversation and he opened my eyes to a lot of different ways to perceive what's happening in our world right now. So please listen to that episode with an open mind and heart. Thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you for tuning in as always. Please rate, review, and subscribe. We want to continue growing and it's all all to you. It's all because of you. So please do all those things. Share, rate, review. Helps us out a lot. I appreciate all of you.